All right, welcome back to Figuring It Out, guys. This is episode three. Uh, I have Alex with me here today. Sup? He's normally the guy behind the camera, but uh, Jay's behind the camera today. <laughs> so, um, yeah, very happy to have you, man. Happy to be here. Happy for you to, to be here as well. Um, yeah, so it's been a rough few months for me. <laughs> Dude, life is so weird. It is really, really odd, man. It's so um, weird. But, yeah, I've been on a hiatus for a while for podcasting uh just had a lot of stuff come up you know and that we're gonna talk about that we're gonna glance over some mental health stuff uh and content creation because i'm jumping back into it and oh, yeah, man. you know you guys are are veterans i would i would say you know technically well, yeah we could be considered veterans now it's been what year is it 2023 yeah so it's been i've been doing content creation professionally for 12 years now that's yeah it's ridiculous yeah. you know so me being a novice like not even a year into it it's i think it'll be a great conversation for us to have but uh yeah i wanted to touch down on the mental health stuff because one you and i kind of have a relationship where we just talk all the time oh yeah mm -hmm. but as of recently we haven't really been able to yeah and i know that recently you had been going through some stuff so if you're comfortable going over some of what we're doing sure then you know we can uh get into it but yeah, so with the mental health stuff, I remember you were telling me how <clears throat> how you were dealing with some issues and, like, you knew that you needed some help, but unfortunately, just because you didn't have any insurance or, or you know, the situation at hand, you couldn't go and see a professional. Mm -hmm. And the thing that, like, caught my eye the most was, like, you didn't want to just sit there and suffer through it. And you decided, like, if I can't go and see a professional, I'm going to study it as much as I can. Yep. And as bad as it is to self-diagnose sometimes, you were able to kind of accurately address what you were going through and start to work on figuring, figuring it out and how to get out of it. Figuring it out? What? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I wanted to ask you about is, like, what was your process going through that? And, like, you know, how, how did you pull yourself out of the the depths dude well a lot of it comes down to realizing who you are as a person and self-awareness is kind of king for stuff like this because once you start to realize your patterns and your cycles you can start to figure out how to either adapt through them or break those patterns or try to create new ones and all of those things are kind of what you need to focus on so for me personally when I get really I don't know, low, I guess you could call it. Um, there's like a weird comfort in it where like you just are like, okay, well, this is how I'm supposed to be now. You know, I don't know if you feel that same way, but sometimes when I, when I get to like what I would consider close to the bottom of like the depression cycle, um, you almost like cynically want to stay there in a yeah. weird way. And when you when you start to feel that stuff, it's like, okay, whoa, what's going on here? You need to cut that out real quick because this is not actually it. Um, so, like, you got to just basically tell the voice in the back of your head, shut the hell up. Yeah. You never yeah. see that um, that uh, rock meme. He's like, shut up, bitch. That's pretty much what you have to do to your own brain. You need to tell yourself to stop it and yeah. turn around. And you have to have that motivation to do it. You have to kind of create it out of nothing. That's the worst part because... You know, depending on the situation or the time or whatever, or however in the cycle of existence you're in, you can get real, real low and yeah. not 
really care about life. You could just be floating through life, letting life happen to you and not really, Man. you know, want to do much with it. But when you start to not want to have those problems anymore, they're never going to completely go away. But when you start to want to have control over those problems and start to actually take control of your life and you start to realize that that is what you actually want and that's like your priority, you figure out you need to make changes. And the first thing to figure out and to make changes about is knowing what you actually want. And if you know you don't want to be there anymore, that was the thing for me. I didn't want to be, you know, just laying in bed, sleeping all day, doing nothing. Yeah. And feeling like worthless. Then what makes you feel worth? What makes you feel anything, really? Mm. So the gym was a big thing. It's so stupid, too, because I love going to the gym, except for when I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so annoying because I know it's like the single biggest thing, probably, besides sleep habits, that keeps me in a good mental position. And I know that. I'm so aware of that. But it's so easy to fall out of going to the gym for some reason for me that, like, if I take a week off, I'll just be like, meh. Yeah. As a human being. Yeah. And then first day I go back, I'm back to being like, all right, cool. Time to kick life's ass. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. But I, even knowing that, taking that step. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. Um, <clears throat> so going back on what you were saying, like you recognize that you don't want to be in that position anymore. Yeah. And once you hit that, like the valley yeah. of, of like that depression or that like really bad mindset, mm -hmm. I can relate to that very recently. Like, you know, I, I was unemployed for a few months before, mm -hmm. uh, before the new year. And luckily I got hired right around Christmas but I didn't start my job until, until, you know, this year it started yeah. 2023. And, um, you know, the, the week I got, I got laid off, I was just, didn't do anything. Didn't leave my apartment barely. Like I got out of bed, but like, I didn't go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I just, I would sit on my computer all day and I'd either play video games. And then probably three or four days into that, I was like, okay, like, you need to just tackle this, mm -hmm. right? So then I was just applying to jobs nonstop for two weeks straight. I'd probably put in probably like five or six hundred applications within two weeks, man. Damn, I was I was going at it, dude. Like it was I, I made my nine to five applying, applying to jobs. That's insane, you know. Um, and that was always how it was for me whenever I was applying for jobs, because like for me, like going through undergrad, it's normal for an engineering student to have three or four internships sometimes. Okay, yeah. Before, At the same yeah, time? No, no, before oh, okay. they graduate, okay. right? So they just jump from one to one. Mm -hmm. And then uh, for me, my first internship was in the last semester of my schooling. Okay. Right? So, like, I was super late to it, but I was applying nonstop, right? And, like, that was, you know, with other things that, like, I'd gone into engineering without any knowledge of it, any connections in the industry, none of that. So I literally started from zero. Right, so I had to learn how to build resumes and all that other stuff, but that was all an undergrad. Fast forwarding to now, you know, I I just had the muscle memory of like constantly applying to jobs because it always felt like I had to claw my way to the top. Mm -hmm. So then at this point, I'm at a company making a really good amount of money, right? I'll, like much higher than the average amount that that people make. Um, I get laid off, and mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow, like. I'm stripped of all of that, right? right? Yeah. And I just like, okay, like I was kind of, and like I'm now realizing, like I was letting that somewhat be my personality, not in an obnoxious way, but Your like, work. yeah, yeah, because like 
you know, like work's always going to guide your life kind mm-hmm. of as, as much as like we hate to say it, work's always going to be like that kind of, I guess, like driving force or that, that directional force. Yeah. Right? I mean, the state of the world we live in is your work is your worth. Exactly. Unfortunately, yeah. because people are worth more than what they do, yeah. but that's all people really know of each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after I got laid off, I was just like miserable for like a week started applying started going like really really uh, crazy with my applications and like every day right I would have a different mood waking up every day it's either like oh I'm like on top of the world I'm gonna get a job things are gonna happen you know I'm I'm gonna like start like get the ball rolling again and then the next like one day later I'd, I'd be like get out of bed oh I have x amount of money in my bank account rents this much money you know, groceries are this much money, mm-hmm. bills are this much money. I only have three months left in this apartment before I have to sell the like sell all my furniture, mm-hmm. sell everything that I have basically, and move back to my parents' place. And like I would think about that, and that was like a crushing thought. Oh yeah, right. Like that was a very crushing thought because, you know, it's like it's very humbling to have to re-experience that you know yeah. and and especially like be forced to take steps back in your mm-hmm. in your in your progression through mm-hmm. life right so i would think about all that stuff and you know i'd been listening to a lot of uh i guess motivational speech and stuff because uh i started like not liking listening to music in the gym and i can get into that in a minute so i started listening to a lot of motivational speeches and one guy would always say like if you wanna, if you wanna conquer the island, you have to burn the boats mm-hmm. that you use to get there, right? So, I would think to myself, like mentally, like I cannot rely on my parents to shelter me, mm-hmm. even if you know shit hits the fan for me right, right now. Right. So I made like that mental decision, like I will empty my bank account living in this apartment before I have to move back to my parents' place. Like I will do, I will go through all of my savings as stupid as it is if i have to sell my stocks sell my stocks mm-hmm. do anything right yeah burn the boats yeah so i mm-hmm. was mentally ready to do that and then when i was when i made that decision you know i felt like a change in my own energy and mm-hmm. a change in everything that was going on around me at that point when i made that decision so the first two weeks was just applying for jobs the next two weeks i probably had 16 interviews damn you know and it just kind of started rolling for me, right? But pulling myself out of that depth, like your thought was like a, a thought of realization. Like, I don't want to do this, but what is my worth? What what makes me feel worthy? Mm-hmm. For me, it's like I had to scare myself mm-hmm. into, do you want to really waste all of that effort that you put into this and take a couple steps back because that's the easier thing to do? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to keep on marching forward like you have been? And to me, taking those steps back was, like, terrifying. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you know, I have my own apartment now. I live in my own spot. Like, it's my space. Right? I can do whatever I want with it. You know, back at my parents' place, for my entire life, I didn't even have locks on my doors. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't really do anything. I just used my room for sleep. It wasn't decorated the way I wanted it to or none of that. Right. right? Well, it wasn't your place. yeah, Yeah. You know, I was just living with my parents and that was that was it you know everybody can relate to that yeah. but mm-hmm. you know after i came here and by no means do i hate my parents at all oh, i yeah. love my parents yeah the best, but, but it's <laughs> just part of growing up you want to have that yeah. individuality exactly you want to yeah. have your own life yeah and like you i got to a point there where 
I was just thinking like, man, I'm going through this like monotonous, you mm-hmm. know, daily schedule where it's it's just boring. And then every month I was spending the exact same amount of money every single month on like mm-hmm. random shit, right? Not saving anything because mm-hmm. like I, there's nothing really challenging me. So I felt like, okay, I just need to challenge myself. And the challenge was either buy a house or get an apartment. Mm-hmm. And getting the apartment was just a smarter move for me at that time. So that's what I did. There you go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's that's just my, like, I, I related to you saying, like, once you hit that bottom. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you find a way to pull yourself out. Yours was more of a realization. Mine was more of a, I guess, a reality check for myself, just saying. That's fair, yeah. I feel like they came from different places, too, just because we were in different situations. Yeah. So when I started diving into, like, the, the study of mental health and stuff, by no means am I an expert. I'm basically just a sounding board of everything that I've ever looked up and listened to. Mm. But the um, combination of uh, seminars and just tons of research and podcasts and reading and all this other nonsense, you, you kind of figure out what resonates with you and what maybe resonates with other people, but whatever applies to you or whatever you can apply to yourself, uh, just to change your perspective and shift just even slightly. Mm. Like just changing, I need to get out of bed this morning to I get to get out of bed this morning can be just a massive change for somebody. Yeah, man. You know, like, because yeah. if you're just laying there like, oh, I have all this shit I have to do and you let the pressures of the stuff you have weigh you down, you're not, you're not getting up. Why the hell would yeah. you want to get up? You yeah, know, it's like, I got I got all this stuff. I got all these bills. I got all these responsibilities. I don't want to do anything but just lay here and be warm and do nothing. Or you get to go, I get to get up today. I'm alive right now, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then... Just it's like a gratitude thing and an appreciation thing, and when you start to just get into like the monotony, like you said, I feel like the the cycle of monotonous nonsense just kind of crushes the human spirit. Yeah, in a weird way. Like people yeah. who do, I'm fortunate enough to have my own business, so I have a little flexibility with my my schedule. But people who work nine to five, I can see that becoming extremely monotonous and just like soul crushing. Dude, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, just having it's alarm at the same time, go do the same thing. You have to find the silver linings in it so that you don't hate your life. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it sounds terrible because I wish that life could be all, you know, euphoric and fantastic and and utopian. It's just not realistic, unfortunately. It would be great if everyone could just make art and listen to music and just chill. Yeah, hang out, vibe, yeah. <laughs> pick berries and shit. But, like, we can't do that right now. So we have to figure out the silver lining in the world that we live in. Yeah. And what you, what you enjoy and appreciate drives your will to live, essentially. Yeah, dude. No, I feel that for sure. Because when I was at my, my last job, right, that was, that was my life. Yeah. Same alarm. Same, like, go to the same job, same place. Talk to the same people. You know, eat the same food. Go to the gym after come home, shoot the shit with the boys on Xbox or, or COD or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, maybe sometimes go out for a drink with mm-hmm. like a friend or, or whatever and then go to bed, do it all over again the next day. Yep. Right. I caught myself in that monotony. Mm-hmm. Right. And it just, it sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sucked. And that's why I, I like pulled the trigger on, on looking for an apartment. Cause I had been searching for houses for the longest time yep. and the market shit. So I wasn't able to buy one. So I was like, you know what? Like, I want to get. I want to get to a spot where I'm living on my own, mm-hmm. right? At this point in time, I was like, I'd just gotten the like the green light to go to Syria, basically, nice. and visit my family. So 
that was the like, okay, do you want to have your cake and eat it too? Or do you want to empty your entire save like bank account on a down payment for a house and live the poor life for two and a half to three years to, you know, get yourself savings while you're still paying off this mortgage mm -hmm. and doing all these other things. Right. So I told myself, I was like, that just seems like absolute hell to empty my bank account, start from zero again, basically to put a down payment onto this house. So I'm not, you know, drowning in giant monthly payments and, and insane, um, what is it? A, a insane, like, uh, monthly, uh, Oh, you're talking about the insurer, not the insurance, the, um, Interest. Interest, yeah. yeah, yeah. Monthly interest wow, rate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and like just I didn't want to bury myself in that and I was like, Yeah, a house would be cool, but like I haven't seen my family in twelve years. That's you know? a long ass time. Yeah, like I wanna go and be a part of their lives again, you know, and, and like reintroduce myself to them basically and re meet them. Yeah. And uh you know, my grandparents are over there still and they're very, very old. So, you know, I took that as like an opportunity to go see them. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, to me, just like the, the, that was my, my biggest priority at the time. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, if I want to do that and have the, like the life that I want here in the States as well, the apartment makes the most sense. Yeah. Right. So that's what I did. I moved into an apartment, went to Syria for two weeks, literally a week after I moved in and then came back. But, um, yeah, that, that, like that monotonous lifestyle was, was the worst man. And like being able to pull yourself out of that like you really have to be able to sacrifice time like i would always think like oh i really don't have that much time like i have mm -hmm. to go to the gym i have to do this i have to do that mm -hmm. and i was like okay maybe i have to sacrifice 30 minutes in the gym you know out of my hour and a half to two hour workout maybe it's 30 insane. <laughs> maybe 30 minute workout or 30 minutes less of a workout mm -hmm. is worth being able to go home take a shower get ready and go out to dinner with my friends or, right right you know go and hang out with my my, my family or my, my, you know, my anybody, yeah. right? Go on mm -hmm. dates, do whatever. And um, once I started to kind of be more flexible with my very rigid schedule, then I started to see more positive changes. And that, mm -hmm. I think, kind of relates back to what you were saying, where it's like you just have to find those silver linings. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if you can't find the silver silver linings, you have to cut things out so yeah, that the light make can them. kind of peek in. you got to make right? the silver yeah. linings too. Yeah, you can't just expect life to hand you anything. Yeah. Because you show up to eat, shit and then pay taxes and die so <laughs> unfortunately yeah, yeah so like if you can't see silver linings in the life you currently have you have to make a change yeah and that's scary for a lot of people because if you're used to your life and you're comfortable ish with your life or you're at least in a cycle of comfort where you don't want to change you won't have any new silver linings or you won't have anything to be grateful for or you won't find anything to appreciate so like you said if you have to cut 30 minutes out of Whatever. If you got to go to bed a little earlier so that you can wake up a little earlier, prioritize something else or whatever it is, right? Stop sitting at home watching Netflix and go out and hang with people or meet someone or just get in your car and yeah. drive to 7-Eleven. You know, yeah, just do something. Be a kid and go get some freaking gushers or some shit, yeah. right? And just make yourself break up your normal pattern, you yeah. know? Whatever it is. Like, just find something or do something or just break your cycle. Yeah. And have a little bit of inconsistency. Yeah, man. That's the thing, too. It's like we, we talk about it and we make it seem kind of easy, but, like, the difficulties of breaking your – of, like, compromising mm -hmm. on things that you had previously set up for yourself. Like yeah. Like, me compromising on my gym time, 
it wasn't like I was like losing a leg it's over it. It's uncomfortable though. But yeah, yeah it's you're used to it. You like it. You exactly. don't want to change. Because like yeah. I, I leave the gym 30 minutes early and I'm like, well, I feel the difference. I'm like, my legs aren't as sore. My chest isn't as pumped up or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm like lacking on this. But at the same time, like I'm going out, I'm hanging out with my friends, and I'm getting to laugh. I'm mm-hmm. getting to, you know, yeah. just make more memories with them rather than sitting in the gym and repping out you know, whatever weight, however many times. Exactly. Right. I have this thing that I've been thinking about lately where I feel like life is just like a million different sliding scales of fulfillment, right? Where you have just everything that you care about or everything that you want to care about has like a level of where you feel fulfilled at. Mm. And maybe like you were saying, you go to the gym, your gym fulfillment was like way up at the top, but your social fulfillment's like super, super low and you sacrifice a little here to bring this one up a little bit. But they're always going down, all of them, slowly, because you have to actively take a part of it or they're all gonna drain to nothing and then you feel like shit. So we have to figure out which ones are prioritized and which ones maybe you can push off a little bit because they have like a slower a receding rate. Yeah. Me, yeah. But if you look at it just like I have to visualize everything. So that's kind of how I think. But I have to like see the scale and be like, where am I lacking? What do I need? What's What am I missing? What's going to make me feel better today? Like right now. I don't have to look five years from now. I don't have to look two years from now. I don't have to look next week. What's right now going to make me feel better mm. or feel fulfilled in this area that I'm missing? And just kind of, okay, well, now let's go do something that fixes that for me. Mm. And then you kind of you get that little inconsistency with that too because if you're feeling like man i just i missed the boys yeah let's play games tonight yeah or like let's go get some freaking food or whatever that way you just hey guys what are we doing today yeah <laughs> normally people want to hang out too because they realize oh man i haven't seen you guys in weeks when you're an adult this shit's hard dude dude <laughs> i mean even yesterday we were we were talking about like boss hit us all up he's like hey what's what's everybody doing tonight yeah and like I hated to be like the bearer of bad news in that, but yeah. it's like, dude, we have we have to plan our schedules. We do, yeah. You know, like we we can't we can't just do anything spontaneously. You know, it's, it's sweet if we still could. It, but it, yeah, it'd be amazing. And like, there's you know, there's once times. once in the blue moon where yeah. like all of us are free, just we just so happen to be free. Yeah. And like we all just have that like oh shit moment where we're just like hey. You, you're free. <laughs> hey <I'm> boys, free. <laughs> <laughs> you know? what are we doing? Yeah. And then, you know, a great, great experience comes from that. But, like, I, I just told him, I was like, dude, we can't be spontaneous in this group. Like, right. we have to kind of book it out like a week in advance. It's like, hey, guys, uh, what are you doing two Fridays from now at 7 p.m.? Would you like to schedule an hour and a half of Call of Duty Warzone? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Amazing. I'll see you in Resurgence <laughs> Island. Yeah. All right, goodbye. And that's that's how it goes, dude. But, yeah, it's, it's super unfortunate that, like, that, uh, like, Call of Duty is, like, our our thing that we get mm-hmm. together with, right? Because, I mean, it's one, it's a super toxic environment. Oh, God, it's <laughs> terrible. You get so, like, angsty and, yeah. like... Uh, it's super toxic. It gets the adrenaline pumping for absolutely no reason. At you night. Know, you get, you get, yeah, exactly. When we're supposed to be cooling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, guys, you want to hang out? <laughs> you're, like, you finish a game, your heart's just pounding, dude. It's the worst, but it's the best. It's the best because of... <laughs> It's really the game is I don't care about the game at all. I'm there yeah. to hang with the boys. It's hilarious how we all play different. And I don't know if we want to do a whole segment on how we play Call of Duty, but <laughs> maybe just later. <laughs> there's people who are like really like, okay, we're about to go get these kills. Let's go get tactical. There's people who are like, I'm looting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on. You're four hundred meters out picking God boxes. Damn it, dude. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's just real funny to just see how other people's personalities work 
when we're hanging out virtually. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. No, man, I've I've caught Matt a handful of times jumping into the party muted, mm -hmm. and this dude gets so fucking mad. <laughs> he gets so mad. I feel bad for Matt, man, because I love it. He he's we scare him. That's the best though. But if he's in a building and he's looting and you know he's by a door and you slide through that door, you'll get a yeah. every time. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's it's great, dude. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that being our uh our way to connect, I, at least on a weekly or daily basis, is good, but it's also toxic. It's very, very, to very toxic. Very toxic. Yeah. But uh Especially yeah. with them throwing knives, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, those those games are are pretty fun but yeah i mean going into i guess this could be a good way to transition into content creation okay because yeah. i mean like you're a streamer you mm -hmm. guys have a content creation company yep right i'm just now dipping my feet into content creation and uh there's very steep learning curve to it right? yes as as there is to everything <clears throat> um you know once you go down this road there's no turning back dude that's the thing it's it's <laughs> and that's that's part of like this can also relate back to the whole mental health thing and like pulling yourself out of that, that very deep, uh, I guess, valley or, yeah. or, or, or it's just yeah. like a pit of despair. Well, I mean, yeah. like, that's the thing is like, I came back from Syria, right? Super excited, ready to go. I dropped those first two episodes and then we record one and like, I shit the bed on it. Right. You were getting back into it. You know, yeah. He, and then, he wasn't happy with how it came out. Right. And then, you know, I record the second one. And, like, again, very, I, I, I would say minor things, but to me they were big enough to where I was like, man, I don't want to release either one of these. Mm -hmm. Right. And then getting to that point on top of getting laid off, mm -hmm. on top of having to find a job, on mm -hmm. top of starting this new job and, yeah. like, getting accustomed to everything with them. And the travel that I had to do for and everything else, it gets so hard to pay attention to this, mm -hmm. right? So I come back, for, or, you know, I come back from Syria, record the two. They don't go the way I want them to, right? I don't post them. Mm -hmm. I can't edit them because I'm terrible at it. Um, you know, you guys can't edit them because you guys have a business to run. Right, which is very understandable. Like I'm yeah. not. I'm I wish not. we had more time so we could. Honestly, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, but like you know, it is what it is, and I'm not going to hound you for it, right? Mm -hmm. So, I told myself I had it written on this board. I was like, dude, still want to do this, right? I was like, I see that over there. Like, actually, he's got a big old this? green yes with an exclamation <laughs> point over there. Yeah. And um, the thing that got me into the yes, I still want to do this is. Uh, friends that I hadn't talked to for a while mm -hmm. came up to me and they're like, "Hey, why aren't you? Why aren't you posting anymore? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you recording?" Right? And then my closer friends, "Hey, what's the deal? Like, why aren't you? Why aren't you recording? Yeah. Like, you were so like yeah. both episodes were great. Like, what's the deal?" And then I kept on getting small little hints at that. And then like a couple of my friends saying like, "Hey, man, like I want to be on your podcast. Mm -hmm. Please keep recording so I can come on eventually." Right. Right. And I just kept on getting these small things and like people reaching out to me and saying, "Hey, man, I just watched your first two episodes. Or I just watched your one episode, mm -hmm. and uh, I liked it a lot. Like, when's the next one coming out?" Right. Like mm -hmm. I noticed you haven't posted in months, and like that to me was just like I guess a divine sign. Okay. Right? Yeah. Saying like, yeah. dude do it right yeah, and then like, even dude what are you doing even uh justin right like i had posted and talked to him about it yeah and he just full circle justin yeah okay yeah and uh one thing that really really stuck with me and justin if you're watching this thank you what's up man um one thing that he'd said to me was 
you're meant for this. Like you're meant to do this. You know, like mm-hmm. you're the you're the guy to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I was like, fuck, dude, I forgot that. You know, like I oh, forgot about yeah. that. Right, like, I, and that's how I was feeling starting up the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like I was, I'm you supposed had purpose to be doing with it. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'd forgotten what that purpose was, wanting to help people, wanting to kind of peel that layer back on, like, I guess society and, and showing people, whether it's youth or whether it's people that are my age or older than me or whoever, yeah. that like, it's one, it's okay to be a real person. Two, yeah. there are real people out there, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're not really just in a simulation. Because it feels like that sometimes. When, when you, you get talk monotonous, to it feels like a, yeah. yeah, it feels like a simulation. So, big time. my whole purpose was don't like like don't let people fall into that. Mm-hmm. And then if you have answers that they might need, it's always good to put them out there, mm-hmm. right? And if they come across it, then great. Yeah. Or if they come across it and they don't need the answers, and like I'm glad you came, but if you don't need it, then that's fine, mm-hmm. right? But if you think that there's purpose in this, and stay, yeah, right? it'll resonate with those who need it. And answers are ageless. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what demographic you fall under. Yeah. If you need an answer, they transcend all of that. Right. Yeah. And then I was telling Justin, I was like, dude, like, I can't edit. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I don't like the learning curve is insane. Right. It as, is. Yeah. As learning curves for any any profession are, are going to be hard. Mm-hmm. The learning curve for this was insane while trying to find a job, like oh, starting yeah. the job. Like learning to edit you know? with everything else you had going on was a task. Yeah, man, it was yeah. tough. And then, um, you know, I'd sat there and I'd, I'd looked at that board and I said, hey, like, do you really still want to do this? And then I thought about it. I was like, yes, okay, if you can't edit, what do you do then, mm-hmm. right? Who do you go to? If you can't edit and Astro can't edit for you, what do you do? And then I thought, like, okay, I know a guy from Astro, like, that I was connected with through Astro. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can edit for me. That was a dead end, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, yeah, my friend Mike, mm-hmm. who is trying to start <laughs> a content creation business. Oh, shit. What's right? up, Mike? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, could possibly want to do this because I know he's expressed interest in it. I know he's helping my, our other friend, yeah. Joe, with, with some stuff. And... Uh, is very related to what this is, but this would be significantly easier to, I guess, direct and produce for Mike. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because we're just recording a podcast rather than shooting like a cinematic project. Right. Right. So reached out to Mike, you know, within a day, we're talking about it, texting about it back and forth. We had a phone call, hour long phone call about like, you know, the expectations mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And I got that out of the way. And I'm like, nice, okay. Nice. And that was just a couple of weeks ago or like last week, right? And finally, like, I, I feel myself building that momentum again. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, you've figured something out. Take it and run with it. Yep. And then we picked a day, started recording, and here we are, right? Like, for me, that was a really great experience to go through that. But I was very close to just shelving the podcast and never coming back to it again. Mm-hmm. And seeing that there are so many people even though my like i guess my fan base or my community is is small yeah having so many people close to me saying hey we liked what you were doing we mm-hmm. would like you to continue doing that mm-hmm. it was very very like like reinsuring and and just like it it felt great you know yeah. like there was people that were like yo like why'd you stop Right. You know, like, other people than you recognize the greatness or the potential greatness right. of what you're doing. Yeah. And that was just, I don't want to say it was humbling, but it was very like, I felt it was, it was, it was a lot of love, mm-hmm. you know, it was very, very loving. 
you had something to be grateful for. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was, sorry, that was, um, great gratitude was a really big theme for me last year too, was when I was getting in that monotonous, Mm -hmm. uh, cycle. I wasn't grateful for anything, right? I was, you know, earning a ton of money. I was, I was paying bills, helping my family out, Mm -hmm. doing whatever, right? Being an adult. It became a baseline. You just expected it. Exactly. Yeah. And expectations, they pretty much kill everything. Yeah. And then one thing that Jay told me that helped me with that, this was after like I had established like a foundation for gratitude in my Mm -hmm. personality and like in, in my thoughts. Something that like kind of drove that that thought or that um, like the the idea that I needed more of it was, you know, me and Jay were talking about it, and I think he either he or I mentioned something about like how corny it is sometimes. Oh yeah, right. You have to be delusional a little bit. Yeah, and then he told me he was like, "No, it's not corny, dude. You're corny for thinking that it's corny," and I was just like, "That's fair. <laughs> That's very yeah. fair." It feels corny because it feels like you're trying to act into like a Disney movie. Like I can relate Kinda, to that yeah. part because it's like everything's wonderful. Like you don't have to yeah. do all of that. But I get where that feeling could come from because yeah. I get there sometimes too where it's like, man, this just feels. And then you realize that you're thinking like all of society's stipulations like and everybody it, else yeah. who's like, oh, I'm too good for meditating because that's what nerds do. I don't, yeah. I'm too cool for that shit. Like you, yeah. you can so fall into that so that, quick. That yeah. state of mind. I already have right. that, that. Yeah, I'm already the best, or, yeah. obviously. That's that's one thing that gets me, man. Is yeah. like, I I was in that part like that. That was a big part of my life. Was I was I was arrogant like that for mm-hmm. a while, and then undergrad humbled me. Things that happened in undergrad humbled mm-hmm. me, right? And after that, I was very lucky to stumble across um, Inky Johnson and like all of his content. Yeah, and he was more so like the mouthpiece that. You know, like that—that that put into words the kind of man that I wanted to be. Nice. And then once I found that out, I was like, okay, like this is this is pretty sweet, mm-hmm. you know. But once I found that out, the hardest and most like, I guess, freeing mm-hmm. thing that that you have to go through is acknowledging how bad you had been doing. Oh yeah. You know, acknowledging self reflecting yeah. and <laughs> being like, Yo, you've been performing at like a D minus. Yeah, dude. You need to acknowledging how bad that you were doing before you, you realize what you need to do. Yeah. Is like it you just feel ashamed. Well yeah, and the worst part, at least for me, is trying not to dwell on that. Mm. And like if you look too much in the past, you're gonna stay there. Yeah. You know? If you look too far into the future, you're gonna scare yourself out of doing anything. So, like, really finding a way to just be present and go, okay, this is what happened. I know what to do to change. Ignore the shit that you already did and just take the change and go. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be able to see. You have to, no, not see. You have to be able to understand how far ahead you can look. Right. Accurately. Yeah. Right. Like, for us, like, like I was saying, we have to plan a week ahead. Right. right. Maybe. We can all see at least a week ahead. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like, you know, later down the line, we're going to be like, hey, man, what are you doing six months from now? Right? It's just not, it doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what we're doing next week yeah. yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, we can, like, for us, it's like, okay, a week ahead, right? I know I'm working five days a week at mm-hmm. least. I know, you know, Friday I'll probably be hanging out after the gym or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's plan something. 
Yes. You know, it's not it's it, it's not to the point where it's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? It's like, bro, it's already taken care of. I can't. You know, I can't, I'm already blocked I, out. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I can't give you tomorrow. Like the next three days are blocked out. The next week is still up in the air. Yeah. The next month, I don't even know where yeah, I'm going to be, exactly, what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. yeah. And then when you're dwelling on the past, like you were saying, if you dwell on the past, like you just kind of stay stuck in those yeah. in like a repetitive thinking of like, mm. oh, what if this happened? Or what if that happened? Or, you know, it's 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 useless information. Hypotheticals are a waste of your brain. Body. Yeah, because yeah. like you're you're thinking about something, and this might be a more relatable way to put it is like you're thinking about. A, a timeline that never happened. I was just about to say that. You know, you're like trying to figure out what your multiverse self did. Yeah. And just let them handle it. Right. Okay? Yeah, they're already, like, they're already that's doing not it. my issue. Yeah. You know, like that's that's their issue. Yeah. Right. And then you constantly think like, well, if that happened or if this happened, then you just start to get really upset because it's like, why did this other thing happen? Why did what actually happened right? happen? You could be so <laughs> deep into your own story lore yeah. if you're like, well, <laughs> if I had done this and then made this choice afterward and then this other choice there... I could be in Hollywood right now. Right. And then you and then that's the thing is like they get so lost in those what if statements that they start to play the victim card. Oh yeah. They're like, "Man, like if this had happened, it would have worked out, but because it didn't, now I'm just sitting here and mm-hmm. like, you know, and, Man. and yeah, and, and just being upset and being one un- opportunity being I wanted didn't work out for me. <laughs> I should never try again. Right. Ever. And, and, like, they get super discouraged about it. And, like, us joking about that, like, even now in our adult lives, knowing this much, yeah. we're still guilty of it. Oh, dude, we're right? just like, big I, kids with responsibilities. Right, like, That's I it. I literally yep. almost stopped recording. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And we're too, I mean, we're emotional beings. We're yeah. fortunate to have emotions as existing things. Mm-hmm. But, like, we're too emotional about yeah, stuff. Yeah, man, it's, because it's tough. This guy right here. <laughs> Dude, he is the most him. functional human being I've ever interacted with in my Honestly, life. Honestly, yeah. yeah you the can't. best at separating emotion from task. It's very, very admirable. And when you, when you take task and you pull the emotion out of it, you know what happens? You just fucking do it. Yeah. And you don't complain about it. Yeah, and you don't. don't try and find ways to put it off until tomorrow. You just fucking do it. And then it's done, and you never have to worry about it again. Yeah, it's uh, it's like David Goggins. He's always saying, it's like, what are you just waiting for some fucking feeling, dude? <laughs> right, yeah. He's like, you waiting for some fucking feeling to get you to start doing something? And, like, David Goggins is a crazy Isn't he the guy that's dude. always running? Yeah, yeah. Like, he, the people uh, always see him running? He's, he's he like, talking like, shit while he every, runs? Yeah, he has, like, every decorated award in, like, in all branches of the military or something, That's right, right. okay. Something like that. So, like, pretty much the dude just can... Be a Superman. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. said the dude can basically just be Superman. It's yeah. it's crazy, and um, you know, like he's a hard ass dude, but he's been through hell and back. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes you have to be that guy. Yeah, you know, and it's not even just for men. It's like women have to be that guy too. Yeah, everybody's got to be that guy. Yeah, for yourself, <laughs> yeah. be that guy for yourself. Yeah. And it's not like you have to run your entire life like that, mm-hmm. right? Um. For him, it just works. Oh, yeah. And also, right. too, like I realized what I said a second ago. I want to clarify something, too. It's not that you shouldn't feel. Emotions are important. You're supposed to feel them. them. You yeah. have to acknowledge them, but you can't dwell on them. Yeah. You have to acknowledge yeah. them, accept them, feel them, and then move Don't, forward. Yeah. You, you, and this is hard to, to always do. It's like it's it's easy when it's something that's like minuscule or something that you've right. already applied it to before. Yeah. But when it's something new, it's you can't let your emotions sit in the driver's seat right exactly you know it, it once once they get in the driver's seat it's all bad yeah because yeah, 
you know, you start to think emotionally and, and like, I'm guilty of this too. Just recently, oh, yeah, everyone is, you know, like yeah. I, I, I was with my job. I was like, Hey, like I talked to my manager. I was like, Hey man, I feel like what I'm doing is not like part of my job description. Yeah. Right. And I was thinking about that and I got, I let the emotions take over where I was just like, this isn't like, this isn't what I signed up for. Yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And, um, he was like, look, dude, like sometimes it's like that. You know, and at at the time, emotionally, yeah, I was like, "Well, that's bullshit." You know, but I didn't say that to him. You're kind of right, but, but also like, at the same time, I get where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah and like, I didn't say that to him, but I was thinking like, "That's just not. That's not fair." Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, later on, I'm in the gym thinking about it, and and really just reflecting on it, I'm like, "Why was I acting like that?" You know what I mean? You were upset, and, and I was thinking justifiably, like, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, but like I was thinking about, it, I'm like, this company hired me in. You know, right before Christmas, they hired me in. Mm-hmm. You know, they flew me out. They did, like, X, Y, and Z. They helped me onboard, like, really, really well. They mm-hmm. showed me a great time in, in the U.K. And, yeah. and, like, you know, they just did a lot of stuff for me. Lots of bottles of water in it. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, yeah, he, uh, you know, and I was just like, I shouldn't have acted that way. You know, like, especially in a meeting with my manager, especially on a very simple task that you've been asking me to do. Right. Right. But I was just like in my in my shit about it. Right. I was just thinking like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm an engineer with X amount of experience and mm-hmm. this and that. You know, I shouldn't be working on like some minuscule project or whatever. But right. It's like it's foundational. Right? right. And it's not it's not established yet. And somebody has to do it. And right. I'm the only person that's really qualified to do it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, if it's not in the job description, sometimes you just have to take that and do it. But I got emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just got emotional, and I, and I, like I, I let that loose, and I shouldn't have. And like even later, later that night, I sent him a message. I was like, "Hey, man, like, I'm sorry. I apologize for what I did. You know, it was out of hand. It was out of pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need me to do anything, please just let me know. I'll take care of it. Okay, right? cool. Because like, yeah, you resolved it where you were comfortable, and it sounds right. like they were comfortable too. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, like, it's it's I hope it's water on the bridge now but you know who knows but uh yeah like you, you can't really let your emotions drive what you're doing like you can have those emotions acknowledge what they are and, yeah, and how they can tell like, you navigate yeah but they shouldn't steer right yeah because yeah. you know your end goal is always going to be it's always going to be something that you know it's going to be hard to get Mm-hmm. Right. And you never, it's, the path is always unknown towards it. Yeah. Right. You can have a plan, but it's never really going to work out the way that you plan. So your, your plan should always just be adapt to shit hitting the face. Oh, yeah. Being you adaptable know? is the most important thing you can be. Yeah. Because if you just have a plan and you just think, you know, I'm going to execute here, here, and here, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to talk my way through this, and then I'm going to do this and this, and you know, by the end of it, I'm going to have a million dollars or I'm going to have, mm-hmm. you know, this prestigious title in my company or, right. or I'm going to, you know, have a million followers on whatever social media account. Yeah. That's normally never the case, you know, no, I unless, mean, unless you have the money and the power to do so. Right. Then that's a different story. Exactly. Right? It's a lot easier to achieve that goal because it's not as far away for that type of person that, yeah. that has that and like those types of resources right but for i guess common folk like us us little common folk yeah i mean i don't even say we're, we're common but um you know for the people that are trying to build their foundations right now mm-hmm. the plan is be ready for everything oh yeah you, you have know, to be you, you have to be because mm-hmm. 
if you're not, then you're going to end up being that kid. Just, oh, I failed once. I'm not going to try Damn. again. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I screwed up one time. Yeah. I only have 80 years left to live. I should never try again, ever, and just be mad about it. Yeah, man. And then have kids that I teach that they shouldn't try either. And then ruin everything for everybody for the rest of all time. Because I'm miserable about one choice in my life. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there like, oh, yeah. like that, dude. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. I actually, uh, I don't want to be on this too, for too long, but I, uh, I just recently cut off a friend that was like that. And this yeah. is... This is a guy that I've known for like 15 years. Oh, man. You know, this is somebody I considered one of my best friends. And then, you know, I had slowly over time, I started to watch him like go down this path that I had been very aggressively trying to pull him off of that yeah, path. Yeah. And uh, he just got to a point where, you know, everybody's wrong but me. Mm. You know, I'm, I deserve this and that. And, you know, if I mess up, it's not because I messed up. It's because, you know, so-and-so sabotaged me or, mm. or you know, this just didn't work out because of bad luck. Like, I know what I'm doing type of deal. And yeah. he just started becoming very bitter, dude. And, like, the, the friend group that I share with him comes to me and says, like, yeah, man, like, it's rough. <laughs> it's really rough talking to him. It's really yeah, tough man. trying to deal with him. And I was like, look, like. I tried for 10 years. Yeah. You know, I tried for 10 years to pull him out of that. Right. And, and the like, only person you're obligated to fix is yourself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then there mm -hmm. was times where, like, you know, he had been go going through certain situations where, like, I would tell him exactly what I think would happen. Mm -hmm. And it would go something like that. And then he would come to me and say, like, man, I hate it when you're right, dude. I hate it when you're right. And it's just like, dude, you shouldn't feel that way. Damn it, Abe. Stop being right, right. all the time. And like, <laughs> And, like, he would start to, like come at me and try to take jabs at me like oh you're just some emotionless robot you don't care about other people's feelings you you just have to do things this way and that mm -hmm. way like you always think you're right and i was like dude i don't always think i'm right right everything that i'm telling you is just my guess mm -hmm. if it's right it's right you know that's cool but if it's wrong then i don't care dude. right I'm wrong, you gotta you know? try like, something because if you try I'll, nothing you stay in the yeah, same place like if i if i looked at it and i took a guess and i'm like okay i think this is pretty accurate to what's gonna happen yeah and I'm wrong. I'm like, okay, obviously I was wrong. <laughs> but you got to try something. You know, I have to yeah. learn now. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to learn to make that more accurate. My, my next guess has to be more accurate. Yeah. Is that next guess going to be right? Maybe. Maybe not. There's a chance. But every single time I get something wrong, it just, it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. You know, but he, he just kept on getting to that point where he was just like, yeah, you're just like some emotionless robot. You don't mm. fucking care about people's feelings and this and that. And it's just like, dude. People can have whatever perspective of you that they want. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's their problem. Yeah. You know, if you are acting as you and you are doing your best and you are focused on yourself and you're doing your thing, fuck other people. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically their opinion of you, because yeah. who cares? You know, what's really crazy, too. You've been told this your entire life, guaranteed. Stop caring what people think. And you don't really connect with it until you do. That sounds stupid. I'm 29. I just turned 29. I'm old now. Nah, you know, quote, quote, no, you know. Old. I'm old in the eyes of society to a point now. True. And uh, it's so weird how after 25, all those phrases start to just make sense. They just like, they'll hit you and be like, wow, all that shit that I've heard for years that I've just gone, yeah, 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 whatever. And I, well, I should actually listen to that stuff? Yeah. What? And then you start to realize that 
you've had all the answers kind of forever. That's why they've been around for so long is because people have been restating them for thousands of years. Yeah. And you just got to actually that, put them into your life. It's that human nature to want to experience something, mm-hmm. right? Want to experience that you that you you can prove them wrong. Not the mm-hmm. fact that they, you have to prove them right. Yeah, it's all. No, the, I'm right. Yeah, the reason the reason why <laughs> the you ego, want man, you yeah. want to do it is because you want to show them that I'm different from you. Mm-hmm. I'm better than mm-hmm. you. I can do this better than you. I exactly. can achieve what you failed at. Right? Exactly. And they take that and they just, you know puff their chest out. Start. Oh yeah. Start well, doing I'm 19 whatever. and I know everything, <laughs> yeah. bitch. Yeah. No, it's just. Yeah. Then you realize, oh wow, I know nothing, and then yeah. you start to think you know things again. And you go, oh wow, I really know nothing. Don't know anything. Yeah. And hopefully, I feel like this is something that more people should try and put into perspective: is that the more you feel like you know, the less you actually know. So just stay humble in your knowledge and be open to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Go into every situation with no expectations. Got two right? ears and one mouth. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Listen, learn, and then talk. Yeah. 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 You go if you go in those. Going to anything, right? Expecting, you know, reward or expecting yeah. a a reaction or whatever out mm-hmm. of out of the situation. Then, like, if you don't get it, you're attaching so much emotion to well, it. Yeah, it's expectations right? again. It comes back to expectations. If you start to build expectations, you are planning a future that may not happen. Yeah, you're diving into a multiverse that you might not even be in that lane. Mm. So if you're like, I'm going to go to this job and I'm getting this job, it's a good thought to have for you know positivity's sake. But if you're really like I'm going in, I'm knocking this out, I'm getting this job, I have this three-year plan planned out for my future, and it doesn't work, then you broke your expectation, you're hurting yourself emotionally, and you could go into whatever direction you want. You could go maybe down that lane of your uh, of your friend you had to cut off where it's like, oh, well, that had to be somebody else's fault because I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. There's no guarantee of anything. Yeah, man. So you can't expect, and you can work towards things, but you can't expect anything. Yeah. Yeah, dude, there's... It's crazy. Like as you were saying that, I was just thinking the only time it's good to ponder what ifs, and it's not even necessarily a good time. It's just like how I personally think. Yeah. Like like how you're saying everything's kind of like a, a scale. Yeah. Right. Of mm-hmm. things that are constantly going down, and you have to attend to them. Yeah. For me, when I walk into certain situations, um, almost all the time, I was telling Jason this not too long ago. Yeah. Um, the only time I think in what ifs is if it's like a present to future situation so i only mm-hmm. think in what ifs like oh from yeah, right yeah. So now from like this later. moment forward yeah. Yeah, yeah so basically what i'll do is i think in like a situation tree okay almost so like i have a start point and then i go and i say okay if this happens mm-hmm. right then these five things or these four things are available to me and then depending on what happens, right, mm-hmm. out of these four things, it branches off and it continues to branch off. Right. And that's how I kind of gauge situations. That's yeah. how when I go into a situation, I can say, okay, based off of, you know, these two realistic possibilities, yeah. how many possibilities come from those? Right. And then, you know, you'll go down this tree of thinking of mine and say, like, okay, this ending is definitely not going to happen. It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, lightning's not going to strike. Right. There's no earthquake that's going to happen right now. Yeah. There's no, like, insane bad thing that's going to happen or insanely good thing that's going to just yeah. say, like, yep, everything's going to work out. Right, right. Right. So that narrows those out. It's kind of like a it, – it, like, opens up and then it funnels right back into, like, a handful mm-hmm. of situations that could happen. Yeah. And a lot of the time, 
um, a lot of the time, you know, it's it's never really one. It's just a s- mixture of yeah. a few, yeah. right? It's a mixture of a few things. And that's why I always go into it. I'm like, okay, like, I'm, I'm just constantly thinking about things, and that's how I react to, like, everything else like, yeah. that's going on. Like, you know, I can, I'm can i able to recognize, like, okay, this didn't work out the way that I, like, my 100% mm-hmm. success rate would have would have hoped that it came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all of these great things happened, and then this one or two bad things happened to, like, pull it back to maybe mm-hmm. 90% success. Are you still net positive? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's that's how I learned to appreciate things where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now it's like a game to me mm-hmm. where I jump into situations and I think like, okay, how can I accurately guess what's going to happen? Yeah. And then how am I going to execute it to get it to my 100% success rate? Makes sense, yeah. Right. And then, you know, along the way, it's just all performance-based, right? Right, right? I execute here, here, and here. Something unexpected hit me right here, mm-hmm. but I adapted to it and and, Adaptability. and, and pivoted it. off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like in a way I might actually be too adaptable in a sense because I have a similar format to what you use, but it's like streamlined even further, which could be a bad thing or could be a good thing. It keeps my my forward thinking vision more short term, which I, I think I need to work on. But um, basically, it's like I have a goal or something that I want to achieve that has kind of a rough <laughs> timeline that's further than I'd planned for. And it's either uh, like I have a decision in front of me, the two options, like you were saying, if I do this, does it lead me towards my goal? Yes or no. And if it does, great, do it. If it doesn't, does it accomplish one of my other sliders of still beneficial? Of, uh, yeah. What did I call it? Sliders of fulfillment. Yeah. Does it fulfill one of those? Is that why I'm doing it? Yes or no. And if it's like, yes, okay, cool, go for it. But maybe it's not the best thing you could do, but at least it's something that's going to be fulfilling. Yeah. And then if it's like, no, it doesn't do any of that, then why the hell you want to do it? Got Don't do it there. then. <laughs> so yeah, it's either it's either yes, because it's going towards one of your goals, yes, because it's fulfilling something that you need, or no, because why would you do that then? Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think, I don't think it's better or worse than what I, what I yeah, do. Yeah, just different formats. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's literally just like, as weird as it is, it's like you're, you're it's like how your skill tree is built in your in your character right? in the video game. Yeah, dude, I'm an RPG character, man. I'm trying to build my skill tree, but the problem is all the skills are slowly getting worse. You have to keep working. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. like, it's just you know, you're a certain class, and I'm a certain class, and yeah. it's not like one's better than the other one. Right. It's just like you're suited to this, and I'm suited to this. Right, and you're suited as like a giant <laughs> jacked monstrosity of a human being, and I'm like the, like the, I don't know, stealth guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's really crazy, you know, like like you're really know what i wanted to say um, i threw you off with my analogy yeah you did you, you got me you got me <laughs> but i mean i guess yeah this is probably a good spot to to wrap it up i'd say um, cool cool yeah it's been a great talk dude i'm very happy that you know you're you're my guest here i'm happy you're part of my life too happy to be here happy to be a friend happy to be in front of the camera for once yeah 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 dude more of that should come soon um i kind of want to speak this into existence and hopefully make it happen um one of the next episodes is going to be kind of like a hangout um it's probably going to take place on my sorry on my couch over there um you know it's just going to be the boys we're gonna kind of show a little more of our personality more of like shooting the shit and just like hanging out not really taking it too serious but like conversations with the guys just can go wherever and it's not going to be your like typical bro bro hang out it'll be like i I don't want to say more intellect intellectual or whatever like i'm not gonna 
Well, it is the you boys. Know, I don't know about to, intellectual. Try to, <laughs> try to direct it in any certain way, but I just more so want to show you the personality of the, the friend group that I'm around a lot. And, um, you know, more episodes like that will come with my other uh, groups of friends that I've, like, accumulated over the years because one thing that I think is very special about me is that my small circle is, like, 150 people. You Damn. Know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's really big, you know, and, you know, as time goes on, maybe it gets smaller, but I have a lot of really close, or I have a lot of people that I can be very close with and very vulnerable with, and that's probably, like, one of the biggest blessings of my life, so I want to share that with people. Hell yeah, man. Yep. You so, are what you eat, and you are who you hang around. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for uh, for watching. See you later. <laughs>